Welcome to the show guys. This is Athlete Maestro and the goal with every single episode of the show is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports. Together with that, we also dive deep into the business side of sports and the things that you should know that help you get started or keep going towards achieving your sports goal. So I noticed that over the last few episodes, you know, I haven't really gone into the business side of sports, you know, so obviously I've been heavy on the mental aspects, heavy on the physical aspects as well. And of course, as you guys know, Mental Mastery is launching 1st of March, 2021. So if you want to be part of the founding members of the program where you're getting a ridiculous offer, then of course, now will be the time to join athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery. So I noticed I've been going heavy on the mental aspects, on the physical aspect, kind of left the business aspect, the law aspects out of it a little bit. That's why today I want to break down for you guys the difference between sports agents, sports managers, and sports lawyers. Because I have athletes who have asked me the question, like, you know, Tola, what's the difference, you know, between an agent and a manager? What, what roles do they play? I have this person who is talking to me about this, about that. And obviously on previous episodes of the podcast, I've talked about what you should look for in agents, you know, so that was specific to agents. And of course, I also get the athletes who, you know, they ask me, hey, Tola, are you an agent? You know, obviously when they go through my bio and they see that I'm a sports lawyer, you know, say, are you an agent? Are you a manager? And things like that. And of course, when I had Stan Francis on the podcast, you know, those calls were renewed again. Ah, Tola, you need to be an agent. Tola, you need to be a manager. So I just feel like, look, let's set all the parameters right, break down what's the difference between all these people and what they do in football so that at least you have that information. Once you have the information, it's more or less like you are on your way. So you know how to differentiate between what this person is doing, what that person is doing, what this person is doing. And of course, you are moving forward. That's what I want to break down on today's episode of the show this episode is brought to you guys by my brand new program mental mastery coming up first of march 2021 mental mastery learn and master the mental aspect of sports so that you can remove all the mental blocks that are preventing you from getting to the level of performance that you should be at you know so you're always nervous you are not consistent you you struggle with motivation you struggle to stay focused you know when you're training you train exceptionally well but when it comes to the game something does happens and of course you are out of sorts and things like that this is the program for you athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery you're going to be one of the founding members of the program which of course means that you're joining at a ridiculous rate at a ridiculous rate as a founding member so i want you to take advantage of that today athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery when you're done with that come back to this episode where we're going to talk about the difference between sports agents sports managers and sports lawyers Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the show. I hope you have signed up for Mental Mastery and, of course, you've locked in your sport so that at least going forward, you know that when that program kicks off, you're going to be a part of it. But let's get straight into it. Now, the first thing, guys 
that I want you to know is that depending on the country that you are or the jurisdiction that you are, it's actually possible for one person to be an agent, to be a manager, and to also be a sports lawyer. So except the country that you are specifically prohibits you doing that, you can actually act in all of those capacities. So you see an agent who is also a lawyer at the same time you know so for someone like me now who is a sports lawyer if i wanted to become an agent depending on the country where i am i could get whatever qualifications uh, whatever process i need to go through to become an agent and of course i can play that dual role of being an agent and also being a sports lawyer so when i now start working with athletes and i find out that okay you know this athlete needs other services they need me to help them with this they need me to help them with that then of course i can also be a manager in that regard so that's the first thing to clear up it is actually possible for one person to act in all of these capacities but what you would see the serious people do like the really serious people do is that they build like a, a 360 degrees management company you know so just like i have with the passe sports they build a 360 degrees management company where they have agents that are part of the company. They have managers, sports managers that are part of the company. And of course, they have sports lawyers as well that are part of the company. So each person more or less has like his own department and they're doing all those things. So it's important to clarify first and foremost that you can have someone who would be an agent and sport lawyer. They can be an agent and manager. They can be a manager and a sports lawyer. It's, it's all possible depending on the country where you find yourself. So when you see someone who says, hey, you know, I'm a sports lawyer, I'm also an agent, you know, that's not the time to run because it's actually possible that they can do those roles. But let's now talk about specifically what each person does so that once you are more informed, it means that you can ask better questions. If you can ask better questions, it means that you can be led better and you will not be deceived when somebody who ordinarily should be a manager, you know, now tells you that, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that, it's easy for you to decipher. And the first difference, guys, between sports agents and sports managers, we'll, we'll take the sports law angle in total, is that, you see, sports agents handle negotiation of contracts, while sports managers take care of all the things that happen outside of the the sports that you play so if you're a footballer outside the pitch if you're a basketballer off the court if you're a track and field star off the track all those things that you do and of course i'm going to break it down so a sports agent handles negotiation of your contract you know so you want to sign with this team it's that sports agent that is going to negotiate the deal this is how much i feel my player is worth this is how much i want for them for salaries this is how much they should have for signing on fees you know so similar thing happens in basketball as well so all this um, um college players that you see get drafted to the nba or when they want to renew their contracts what happens you get to the point where the agent goes to the organization and says hey so these are the terms that my player is, player is willing to accept you know for us to change all of this and do things in a way that benefits my athlete but you see sports managers right they take care of all those things that more or less act like distractions from you playing your sports the way you should play so you will see a lot of these athletes who they they do they have like interviews with journalists 
they appear on TV shows, right? You know, they have companies that they have set up what even while they are playing so more or less like i need to set up this company so that it keeps running i mean you see lebron james and all these other guys do it you see a sports manager is someone who handles all of those things and you see that's why i said it's actually possible for someone to be an agent and to be a manager at the same time it's actually possible now i'm going to explain um why it's it's not really advisable and of course how we can kind of go awry so to speak but that's what a sports manager does they handle the business of the athlete outside the sports that they play. So, you know, they need to pick up laundry. Um, they need to arrange for setting things to be done. You see, the, the point with the athlete is that they don't want to be distracted. So if you don't want to be distracted, it means that somebody else has to handle all the things that are distracting you. You know, so you have a big game and you're wondering that um, I, I haven't done something at home, you know, or maybe there was a bus pipe at home. And then, you know, you are the person that is calling the plumber, you know, that is calling this person, that is calling that person to say, oh, do this, do that. So you want to appear on certain TV shows or a journalist wants to reach out to you, you know, to do an interview and things like that. And it's your phone. They are calling directly when you have a big game when you're trying to get in the zone when you're trying to focus on what you're doing you know you know all those type of things that's what sports managers do but you see from the agent's perspective all they do is they negotiate contracts you know so i'm coming to the end of my contract um with this team or with this sponsor for example and we're trying to see if we should renew who handles that it's the agent they know that okay this is what i feel my player is what? This is what I feel my athlete is what? You know, these are the terms that we are going to agree with. So that's the first major difference that you should look out for in terms of agents handling contracts, negotiation for those contracts. Sports managers, they take care of all the things that happen outside your sport, your business interest, you know, your day-to-day -day things that you're doing that don't have to do with your sport. You know, you arranging interviews with journalists, TV shows, you know, managing your money and how things are going. Because, I mean, you, you don't want to be taking your phone and you're calculating. And that's why at the beginning I said, for those that do it really well, they have these massive companies. And, of course, each person is kind of assigned to respective roles to deal with all of these things. Number two difference, guys, is that agents deal directly with the athletes while sports managers have the option of delegating. Let me explain. Now, if you wanted to sign for a club, let's use football as an example. You wanted to sign for a particular club. Your agent is not going to send somebody there to go and negotiate on his behalf because obviously he's the one who has built a relationship with that club. If it's extremely important for you to sign for that team, your agent is the one that would deal directly with you, deal directly with the club. So it's not like you want to see your agent now and then he says, oh, I'm going to send somebody to come and see you. Absolutely not. It doesn't happen. And I remember when I was reading the story of Odion Igalo, when he was going to move from China to Manchester United. Dream move, took a pay cut and all of those things. And how his agent literally did not sleep until that deal was done. You know, so he was on the phone, you know, with Shanghai, he was on the phone with Manchester United trying to sort out the finer details and all of that. Imagine them calling him and then he's saying, okay, I'm going to send you the number of somebody to call. Agents deal directly with the athletes or the clubs or that thing that it is they're trying to do. But you see, for the managers, they can delegate. 
if your laundry needs to be sorted out, if you are moving houses, you know, and the moving company needs to get access to the house, they need to pack all the boxes. The manager himself doesn't need to be the person uh, that is putting your load into the truck and doing all of those things. No, they can actually delegate because guess what they are doing? They are managing your business outside of the sport you play. So everything that is going to act as a distraction they are the ones managing it you need to book a flight i mean the agent doesn't have to the the manager rather doesn't have to be the one that will go on the laptop pa, 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 and you know is looking for flights for you i mean absolutely not he can actually delegate so you see when you're dealing with agents and they want to start you know what, what's it called now delegating duties oh speak to this person oh i have this person call you oh talk to this person directly it kind of is it, something that you should actually look out for because if that agent it's going to be negotiating contracts for you. It's going to be looking out for your best interest. You know, you need to be dealing with them directly. When we're talking about all of these other things, managing all the other things outside of sports, I mean, a manager doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to deal with you directly. They can delegate many of those things. The important thing for you is that those things get done. That's the important thing. Those things get done. So that's the second difference, guys, between a sports manager and a sports agent. Number three difference is that sports agents rely on their networks while sports managers don't have to. You see, for the sports managers, they are managing your business outside of sports. So network doesn't really have anything to do with it. Who they know doesn't really have anything to do with it. So um, a journalist wants to reach out to you to set up an interview and things like that. It doesn't really concern the manager who they know because it's those people that are reaching out to you. So the running of your business and to ensure that things, you know, are running fine. You're giving them proper reports and all of that. It's a business that you have started. So obviously you have a passion for it. All they're doing is that they're ensuring that that business does not become a distraction and you can focus on the sport that you play. Network doesn't come in. But you see, for a sports agent, you want to move from this country to that country. You want to try and get this particular sponsorship. You see, they have to know people. They have to be connected in order to make those things easier. For example, in football, you see some clubs, they would only deal with certain agents because those are the people they feel comfortable dealing with. So if you have an agent and it, it's, it's one of your dreams to maybe play for that club, represent that club, what your agent does is that it's going to reach out to that agent that that club is comfortable with. And then they reach more or less like an agreement, a compromise in terms of how they will share their money and things like that because that club would only deal with that agent. It's the same thing when you are outside of a particular continent and you want to move to that new continent. Obviously, the agent that you have doesn't really know that terrain. So what they need to do is that they need to meet people in that terrain who probably act as advisors, guide them, and, and things like that. So for an agent, their network is key. The people that they know is absolutely key. But you see, for sports managers, I mean, do doesn't really matter. All they are doing is that they are ensuring you can concentrate on your sport and you are not distracted you know so it's, it's not when you are preparing for the olympics that somebody is calling you on your phone and talking about you know how something just went wrong somewhere i mean come on what that's what the manager does so their network doesn't really come into play so that's the number three difference guys number four is that sports agents work on commissions while sports managers not necessarily so they can work on commissions and it can also be salary based but you see for the agents going to get that they are 10 percent they are five percent they're 20 percent whatever the industry standard is 
in that sport. So agents always work on commissions. And that is why when you see agents who, especially for the footballers, when you see agents who want to take portions of your future earnings as a reason for helping you, you kind of know that that's that's a little bit fishy because if you're really good at what you do, if you have the network that you have, if you have the network that you have, then of course what happens? It means that you can make things happen. It means that you can negotiate the right contracts such that you get properly compensated for your efforts. So where they're talking about, oh, we'll take uh, your future salary, you know, maybe 20 or 40% of your future salary for the first two years, you know, of the contract that you signed, that's just all shades of shady <laughs> all shades of shady so agents work on commission basis and because of how good they are then the better the deal they can negotiate the better money they get so they don't need to be hinging it on your salaries and and all of those things while of course like i said for the sports managers it can be commission and it can also be a salary so i'm paying you a salary or paying your company a salary every month for managing all of these things for me, ensuring that I'm able to concentrate and do what I do in terms of playing my sport. So that's the number four thing. Number five is that sports agents succeed on how good the athlete is, while sports managers don't actually depend on that. What do I mean? You see, for agents, the better a player is, the the easier, quote-unquote, their job is. And that's why I always tell athletes who are always looking for agents, always looking for agents, always looking for agents. And I'm like, look, the first thing that you want to focus on is that you are an asset. So you you are really good at your sport because that agent has a reputation. So if all you're saying is, oh, introduce me to this agent, connect me to this agent, obviously, even if that connection is made, if it turns out that you are not as good as you should be, what then happens? that agent or the person that recommended you to that agent loses some form of credibility so it's just like with the certain players you would see who made it to certain clubs didn't turn out right i can guarantee you that that agent is not recommending any other player to that particular club because of how much of a disaster it was so an agent thrives on how good their athlete is the better the athlete the better it is for them that that's just the way it is That's just the way it is. But you see, for sports managers, it doesn't matter if the athlete is good. All they need is to manage the athlete's business outside of the sport. So to ensure they can concentrate. So whether the athlete is good or whether the athlete is not good, it it doesn't really matter. All they are doing is they are taking away the distractions. That's the key thing that sports managers are focusing on and of course the final difference is that you see sports agents have the ability to work with more athletes while sports managers can only work with less so you see for the sports agent that's why i said so this is the area i was coming to where i said it might be a little clumsy when agents also want to act as managers and and things like that especially when it's not a company who has people that are working in different areas so imagine an agent who is negotiating a contract for this particular person then there's another athlete that they're acting as sports managers for so while they're trying to negotiate this contract with this person somebody is calling them about you know some dealings that they need to handle for this other athletes outside of sport that might even be in an other in another place completely differently 
So for sports agents, they work with more athletes because it's about negotiating contracts. So whether that's sponsorship contracts, whether that's contracts with a particular club. So if, for example, let me use Mino Raiola in football, for example. Oh, no, let me use let me use Rich Paul in basketball, for example. If he has just negotiated a contract for LeBron James with the LA Lakers, it's very easy for him to get on the phone again to negotiate another contract with maybe Lamelo Ball or, or somebody. And then when he's done with that, then I'm not I'm not sure Lamelo Ball is with him. I'm just using this as, a, as an example. When he's done with that, he can move on to somebody completely different and negotiate their contracts as well. So the sports agents have the capacity to work with more hat- athletes, but because for sports managers it's more hands-on. So you are very, very hands-on in dealing with the day-to-day affairs of that athlete. You know, booking interviews, um, I'm sorting out all the things they're doing at home. You know, all of it's, it's more hands-on. So you can only work with less athletes. It's not like you can have 100 athletes on your book because the reason you are managing those athletes anyways is because you want to ensure that they're not distracted. And that's what you see with the music stars as well. So all of these music stars that have you know, managers, you'll see that the managers follow them everywhere because they want to ensure that that artist can focus exclusively on delivering at that show. So all the things that will distract them, that's why they follow them about. So imagine that manager signed with, so let's assume that, you know, someone like, uh, which artist can I use now? Let me use that Adrian Atlas, Davido, for example, maybe Whiskey. So Davido, Whiskey, Faust, they all have the same manager. How clumsy that would that be? Because today, David o is in the US. Whiskey is in the UK. Files, you know, probably is in Dubai or is doing something. You can't, I mean, it, it gets clumsy because the purpose for which you are there is to ensure that there is no distraction for that particular artist to ensure that they can focus on what they're doing. So if you bring that back to sports, same thing. So that the footballers can focus on what it is that they do. So that's what the sports managers are there for. So those are the differences. Now, if we bring in the sports lawyers, you see, what the sports lawyers do in all of this is to look at the legal aspects and to ensure that there is regulatory compliance with whatever it is that is being put into the contracts. Again, like I said, that's why I said sports agents can also be sports lawyers. If your agent is not a lawyer, it is advisable that you ensure that you still get a lawyer to look at that contract or you compel that your agent to work with a lawyer. You always want to be sure because there may be certain clauses in that contract that are illegal. There may be certain clauses in that contract that don't meet the regulatory standards. You need a lawyer to look at it. Also, when you talk about intellectual property, so protecting your image rights and all of those things. You see, Agents might not necessarily understand the the implications of putting certain clauses or drafting certain clauses in a particular way that ensures that you sell your intellectual property rights. You know, so and of course, I have agents, I have athletes actually send me different contracts that you know clubs, sports promoters, sports agents are giving them to sign, and I'm like, do you really do you realize that you are selling your intellectual property? So it means that your image everything can be used by them or all the money that even you generate with your own image it belongs to somebody else that's the role that a sports lawyer plays and obviously when it comes to disputes you know so people taking you to court people suing you for whatever reason it is that's where the sports lawyer comes in now of course they understand the sports theory they understand the impact 
of cases like that or disputes like that so contractual disputes you know on how you are playing or how the terrain affects your marketability going forward this is where the sports lawyers come in so yes someone can do all three even though it's not advisable but these are the major differences that you should look out for so if an agent you know brings you a contract maybe to sign with a particular club and all of that and they say ah you don't need a lawyer to look at it now she be i'm the agent i'm here that's a red flag so you should actually <laughs> almost pack your bags and run or get in touch with a lawyer who can look at all those things so what are the legal aspects what, what exactly do the clauses say the agent can get you a good deal in terms of your salary sign-on fee what you are entitled to compensation bonuses all of those things now of course this cuts across all sports so even track and field but you still need a lawyer to look at that agreement so that's the role literally that the lawyer plays so in terms of where there will be conflicts where you know regulations need to be complied with all of those things that's where the lawyers come in so these are the major differences guys sports agents they handle contracts primarily sports managers they take care of everything else outside of sports you know agents they deal directly with athletes it's always more or less like a one-on-one basis for the sports managers not necessary they can actually delegate things sports agents they rely on their network the more people they know the better it is while sports managers it's not necessary they're handling your business so you are the key person it doesn't they don't need to know a moving truck company to to do all of those things sports agents work on commission while managers can work on commission or you can just place them on salary based off of what they're doing for you sports agents succeed on how good the athlete is the better the athlete the better it is for the sports agents but you see for managers it doesn't depend on that they're there to handle your business outside of sports whether you're good you're not good as long as you have things that are distracting you that they can handle for you all said and done and of course sports agents have the capacity to work with more athletes while sports managers with less with less because that one is more hands-on and of course they need to concentrate on what they're doing and of course i've broken down as well where the sports lawyers come in to ensure that the proper things that should be in that contract are there to protect you to comply with regulations protect your intellectual property and of course where disputes come into play arbitration court appearances this is where sports lawyers come in and of course i remember when i was at a sports law conference um i think that was in 2019 you know i i met a lawyer from a law firm in the uk and what they do is that they specialize on the criminal aspects of sports criminal aspects of sports. so you know when all these athletes you know are charged with dui driving under the influence you know all these funny rape cases all those things that's what they specialize in so that's basically where sports law comes in so i hope i've been able to break this down for you so that you understand when people are coming to you with all sorts of offers you can easily plug them into where they are head over to the website guys athletemaestro.com check out all the free resources that we have for you there athletemaestro.com of course don't forget to sign up for mental mastery mental mastery athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery kicks off first of march 2021 and of course if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review i'll highly encourage that you do so what your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast and know that this is a worthwhile resource they can use as they continue to chase their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe and of course if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing 
It's not enough. You must apply. Willing. It's not enough. You must do. I want you to go out there. I want you to start practicing. And of course, start applying all these differences that I have broken down. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.